Welcome and thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. Ever since COVID started affecting us here and around the world, life has been very difficult. But there's hope. Even in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, even in your darkest hours, there is a way to find your way again. Listen now to First Pres Director of Young Adults, Jeff Page, and the sermon, Dream Again. Well, aloha and good morning, everyone. I'm Jeff Page, Director of Young Adult and Gen X Ministries, and it's so good to be together today. Today, we're continuing our way through the lectionary, so each week, the passages that we preach on are not chosen by the, the pastor or the speaker. They're actually pre-assigned. And today, we're going to take a deep dive into Psalm 126, which is wild because Psalm 126 has been this enormous beacon of hope in the Page household. My wife, Marissa, has actually been singing and praying Psalm 126 every day before work for the past six months. And actually, for three years when we lived in California, she read it before work every day. And this is just a small example of how God, who is with us in the past, is here with us in the present and will be with us in the times to come. Well, let's be honest with ourselves. More than a year and a half of COVID has taken its toll. Lockdowns and social distancing, masking in fear, with all this and more, we've gone dormant as individuals and as a society. We've paused, we've stopped dreaming. But today God is inviting us to dream again. And that's our sermon title, Dream Again. You see, dreaming requires hope vulnerability, and risk. But with COVID, all risk seems way too high. Start a business? No way. Innovate? Innovate. We're just trying to survive here. Have a child in this world? Well, locally, nationally, and globally, countless dreams have died. And personally, whether we're ready to admit it or not, maybe some of our dreams have died. Maybe you're feeling like you're living in a graveyard of your dreams. Maybe you had a miscarriage or you're mourning the loss of a loved one or even a spouse. Maybe a very important relationship for you is broken and seemingly beyond all repair. Maybe you lost your business, your job, or your home. Or maybe you're just exhausted and weary and can't imagine a future where things are better. Well, right now, I want you to be brave and authentic. Ask yourself, what dreams have I lost? What dreams have I buried? Let me share with you about a friend and a dream that I lost. Well, my friend Emily was like a little sister to my wife Marissa and me. I was her youth pastor in California and had the privilege of coming alongside her in some dark times, but then in some deep healing it was so powerful to watch her life begin to flourish, to witness her become vibrantly alive in God's unfathomable love. Our friendship continued even after she and her family moved to Cambodia for mission work, and then on when she began college at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. What a privilege it was to see Emily's life transformed by God's grace and love. 
I couldn't help but dream of the love, hope, and grace that God was going to pour out on Emily's generation through her. Then one night, a horrific car accident cut Emily's story short. And instead of dreaming of the love, hope, and life that she would bring to the world, we found ourselves at Emily's funeral. We were absolutely beside ourselves, and grief came in waves. Sometimes we felt like we were drowning. Time passed. We carried on and went through the motions. And I kept on keeping on, but God saw something that I didn't see. He saw that in my mourning for Emily, I had stopped planning for the future. I'd stopped expecting good. I'd stopped living with the confidence that I would see God's goodness in my actual life. And one day I was in prayer with God and he startled me this question that that went deep. He said, hey Jeff, where's your hope? That seemed like a dumb question. I replied, in the resurrection, duh. Yeah, God said, but where's your hope for like tomorrow? You know, you're not treating your life like you expect to see my goodness in the land of the living. Psalm 27, 13. Don't you hate it when Jesus quotes scripture to you? (laughs) He's always right. Well, in that moment, God challenged me and I sensed his words reverberating. Dream again. And so I think God is challenging all of us with that today. Dream again. Dream again for a world of God's goodness. Dream again of his restoration. Dream again for your life, for our community, for our world. Dream again. But how in this world do we dream again? Our passage for today, Psalm 126, gives us great guidance. We don't know the exact historical setting of Psalm 126, It appears to be this moment of difficulty. And in that difficulty, the author is reliving God's goodness to him and to the people of Israel in the past. The psalmist is actually remembering the return from exile of Israel. Well, Israel had been taken out of their homeland and into captivity in Babylon for 70 years. And then against all odds, God brought them back into the promised land. And the psalmist here is reminding himself and us of God's past faithfulness to fuel our souls to expect his faithfulness in the future. So Marissa, will you read our passage for us? Psalm 126, a psalm, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy carrying sheaves with them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Marissa. Well, let's start from the beginning. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. 
Notice that this is a past experience that the psalmist is remembering. And interestingly, he's actually in a situation that's probably a bit like ours. He's asking God in verse 4 to restore our fortunes like streams in the Negev. Well, the Negev is a desert in Israel. And whether literally or metaphorically, the psalmist finds himself in a blasted wasteland. We don't know the, the specifics of it exactly. It might be a drought. might be a famine. could even be a pandemic. But in that difficult moment, he relives God's goodness to him and to his people in the past. You see, dreaming again isn't Pollyanna. It's not squishy, feely, saccharine positivity. We can dream again because of our past experience of God's goodness to us. We can dream again because of God's faithfulness in our past. COVID can't wipe away our experience of God's goodness to us. God has been good to us. He has done great things for us. Can we relive that gladness even in moments like these? You see, the psalmist taps into a moment when we were like those who dreamed. When were you last like those who dreamed? Can you think of a moment in your past where it just felt so amazing, like maybe you were dreaming? You were just so happy, and you couldn't believe that the moment that you were living in was real. James 1.17 says that every good gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. You see, your happiest memories originated in the heart of God. God loves you personally, and they are a gift from him. So now we're going to go on to try out what the psalmist is teaching us here. We're going to spend about two minutes reliving one of our personal happiest memories. Right now, I want to invite you to think of a memory that you're especially grateful for. It doesn't matter if it's, it could be big, like the birth of a child, or it could be small, like a beautiful sunset. It doesn't matter. As long as you feel gratitude when you think about it, gratitude to God. If nothing comes to mind, don't worry. Just wait, and I'm sure God will remind you of something. Well, I'll share one of my favorite memories from a still morning in Yosemite with you. So the previous night, Marissa and I had gone on this 18-mile hike that was amazing. And then we finished and had dinner at the beautiful Awani Hotel. It was unbelievable. And that morning, I got up early and ran through Yosemite Valley um, and found myself in this incredible meadow where I sat and just looked up at this mountain, El Cap. And as the sun shone on El Cap, I could feel the dew underneath me and the sun on my face and I could feel God smiling at me. And, he was, and I was smiling right back at him. Okay, now it's your turn. We're going to take about two minutes. Go back into your grateful memory and relive it. Like you're back in it. Be present to God in this memory. And remember what it felt like to be there. What did you hear? What did you see? What did you feel, taste, smell, and touch? And as you remember, pay attention to what you feel in your body. Okay. Now take a breath and think about how it felt in your body to remember those memories. That feeling is God reaching out to you. The same God who is glad to be with you in that moment, who orchestrated that moment, is glad to be with you now. 
His goodness is with you now as it was then. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. God loves you and is with you now. What we just did is an interactive prayer of gratitude. It's a Christian prayer practice that's grounded in this very psalm. You can see the psalmist throughout. He's reliving his memories to bring faith into the present. This week, I want to encourage you to compile a list of at least three grateful memories and give them just short titles so that you'll remember what they are, and then spend three minutes each morning reliving those memories. And as you're reliving, if one memory starts to fade, just jump into another one and connect with God in that way. Hey, if you're not sure about the whole God or Jesus thing, that's okay. I want to encourage you to try this practice. Neuroscience research actually shows that practices like this actually strengthen and create the neural networks of joy and resilience in our brains. How do we dream again? We dream again by remembering God's goodness to us. And more than that, by reliving it. God's goodness in our past reminds us that he's here in our present and will be with us in our future. And that is the bedrock from which we can dream again. So dream again. You might be thinking, sure, Jeff, God was good to me in the past, but real life is very difficult right now. How do I dream again when life is so difficult right now? You see, dreaming again doesn't ignore the reality of a, of, of a present that's filled with pain. The psalmist actually expects that we will sow in tears. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Well, what does it mean to sow our tears? Well, this is actually a farming metaphor. It's a metaphor for what we're supposed to do with our difficult emotions. What we normally do is we normally either stuff them or just dump them. We stuff our difficult emotions by pushing them down and denying them and then just moving on like nothing happened. Or we dump them by unleashing them whenever, wherever, and however feels right. Sometimes this could be through gossip or grumbling. But the psalmist is tell, telling us instead of stuffing our tears or dumping our tears to sow our tears, to invest them and to plant them where they can grow. If you stuff a bunch of seeds into your pocket, there's no harvest. If you just walk out your front door and dump them on the sidewalk, there's no harvest. But if you plant or invest or sow your tears where they belong, you'll have a harvest of joy. We sow our tears in the presence of God. The Psalms are actually full of people who are sowing their tears, and it's messy. Psalm 69, for instance, uh, the author says, I'm worn out from calling for help. My throat's parched, my eyes fail, looking for God. God, where are you? I'm about to faint, and I've been looking for you all day, and I haven't seen you anywhere. Where are you? It's messy. God included those messy prayers in the Bible to say that it's safe to pray with me like this. It's safe to pour out your deepest feelings with me. In his sermon, Praying Our Tears, Tim Keller said that these psalms show us where our deepest feelings of anger and tears belong. Not deep in your heart where you refuse to admit them, not just dumped, your tears ultimately belong 
in raw, unedited pleas from the very depths of your being in the presence of God. See, tears sowed in the presence of God ultimately result in joy. Sow your tears. So this is what my conversation with God looked like after my friend Emily's death. God, I'm sure you're fully competent to run the universe and you don't need advice from me, but I would like to log a formal complaint. This is dumb. Don't you know what Emily meant to people like me? Don't you know what Emily meant to so many? We are heartbroken and hopeless, messy. What do you need to have a messy conversation with God about? Maybe you're angry at God. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're deeply anxious. Get raw with God. He wants to hear all about it. Dream again by sowing your tears in the presence of God. To dream again means to ask God for streams in your desert. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Ask for streams in your desert. To sow our tears means to, to, to dream again means to sow through your tears. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves. See, the Negev is a desert, and for most of the year, it's bone dry. And the psalmist here, when he asks for streams in the desert, he's asking for miracles. And God isn't running out of miracles anytime soon. My pain and my loss does not mean that God is limited. Pray your tears but also pray through your tears. You see, dreaming and praying in graveyards feels risky. What if God says no? Then I'll feel even more hopeless. You might, but what if he says yes? In the Gospels, Jesus made this habit out of turning funerals into parties. Maybe that's what he wants to do in your situation. Where do you need a stream in your desert? What seems too risky to even ask God for? ask him. God shows up in streams in the desert and in the sowing because if we're faithful to sow, there will certainly be a harvest of joy. Sow your tears. To dream again, we have to sow through the pain. You see, the pattern is go out weeping, come back singing. In sadness and despair, it's so easy to give up, to stop trying, to stop hoping, to simply throw up our hands and give up. Dream again. Over the past 18 months, most of us have had plans repeatedly fall through because of the COVID surges. Personally, I was so disappointed last Christmas. Marissa and I were planning to go visit her family over the holidays. And that trip was like a lighthouse in the midst of a difficult and often lonely season. But unfortunately, because the COVID cases surged, We had to cancel our trip to California. I was crushed. It was such a bummer. Well, then things began to clear up. Uh, Cases were way down. People were getting vaccinated. But once again, we had this huge surge. And our young adults had been planning this luau to celebrate getting to come back together. And at the end of July, just as these cases started spiking, we felt Jesus saying to us that it was time to reschedule it. Another bummer. I don't know about you, but for me, it's super painful when plans like that fall through. 
but not planning and not preparing for things in the future might be indicators that we've stopped dreaming. Siobhan Neupert is a professor of psychology who studies the psychological impact of uncertainty and the positive benefits of planning. She says that planning can be a powerful form of proactive co coping. Scheduling a future event acknowledges that there will be a future and that when it arrives, you'll be able to do what you want. Maybe a simple way for you and me to start dreaming again is by making plans. Put something on the calendar. Maybe take a vacation. Well, can we trust God when we haven't seen any streams in the Negev? When all we've seen for months and years is desert? Can we continue to sow when we're weeping and heartbroken? Streams are harvest. It's God is the one who provides. And his goodness can be experienced in our life. Well, let's look together into the most hopeless desert there ever was, the crucifixion in the tomb of Jesus. I wonder how many people lost their faith looking up at Jesus on the cross his brutal death, or maybe they saw the boulder rolled in place in front of his tomb and they just thought, that's it. This is a sham. This proves there's no hope for any of us and dreaming is for fools. They were looking directly into the face of the most incredible act of love that God had ever done. They were looking right at the burning heart of humanity's hope of eternal life and all they could see was hopeless despair. It's ultimately from the empty tomb that I began to dream again after Emily's death. You see, Emily went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, and D.L. Moody, the founder, said, someday you will read in the papers that D.L. Moody of East Northfield is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? At that moment, I shall be more alive than I am now. I shall have gone up higher. That is all. That's true of Emily. She is currently more alive than ever before, and that could be true for us. It will be true for all who follow Jesus. Christ's tomb is empty, his heart is beating, so if we are Christ's apprentice, the best is yet to come. Let's take time this week to relive God's goodness in our past, or to have a messy conversation with God. Let's make some plans, and let's dream again from the empty tomb. And let's hold tight to the good news that the resurrection of, the Je of Jesus is the hope of a world to come, a restored world, healed of sin and death. So dream again for a world of justice and flourishing. Dream again for the world to come where there are no tears. Dream again because we will experience God's goodness in the life to come and in this life too. Let's dream again, friends, because Christ is in our future and it's better than our wildest dreams. Would you please pray with me? Lord, we have lost friends and buried dreams. We've been wounded and deeply disappointed, but none of that changes who you are. Lord, you bring rivers in the desert and joy to the sorrowful. Forgive us, Lord, for our small thinking and safe living. Many of us need streams in our deserts. We're asking for the miraculous, Lord. We're asking for healing and restoration. Lord, help us to sow our tears and to press on with our hope anchored in you. Christ, you died and rose from the dead for us. 
Father, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus provides industrial strength, hope for all of his followers. Today, we want to commit or recommit our lives to following our Lord. Forgive us, Jesus, for the mess we've made of our world. Forgive us for how we've hurt others and ignored you. Thank you, Jesus, for living the life we should have lived and dying our death for us. We trust you and commit our lives to you. Help us, Jesus, to dream again of the men and women you made us to be. Holy Spirit, fill us and help us grow and live into your dreams for us. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, if you're here and you prayed that prayer for the first time, after the service, we're going to have our prayer team members uh, standing by out on the lanai. We would love for you to go back and have them pray with you. If you're online, we would love for you to click that I commit my life button and then ask for prayer afterwards. In both cases, we have friends who would love to pray with and celebrate with you. Dream again, my friends, for Christ is in our future and it's better than our wildest dreams. Amen. Amen and amen. Uh, will you please stand as I'll give the final benediction in a moment, but uh, thank you so much, Chevis, and thank you so much, Melissa. Uh, wherever we stand, the name of Jesus can move mountains. And thank you, Jeff, for that reminder uh, of the invitation that God has for us to dream again. And so we invite you to uh, bask in God's presence and his goodness for us and for your life and for our community uh, all throughout this week. A uh, reminder, if you are online and you would like prayer, please click on the button. Uh, someplace in that chat, there's a prayer button. And if you're here in person, uh, there are members of our prayer team who would love to pray with you uh, out by those back lanai doors. And so we invite you for prayer now. But now, please receive this final blessing. May the love of God our Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. When we sow our tears, God is faithful. He listens. And because he loves us, we can look forward to reaping joy once again. If you'd like to catch up on or re-listen to previous services, you can find past sermons on our websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. You can also find First Press sermons on most major podcast services and on YouTube. In-person worship continues, but still in limited capacity. There are two live services at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. If you'd like to participate, we ask that you sign up through the websites on a weekly basis. Both services will be streamed live on the church websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. Sign up for First Prez emails where you can get links to sermons, church news and updates, daily devotionals, registration for in-person worship and lots more and as always if there's anything first prez can do for you you can always reach the church through the website or just call 808-532-1111 for senior pastor dan chun and the entire staff at first prez i'm michael shishido until next time god bless you stay safe and thank you for listening this sermon podcast is copyright 2021 and produced by the media ministry of first presbyterian church of honolulu